Hey everybody, and welcome back to Storytime with Shade. Uh, before we jump into this week's story, this podcast is sponsored by Orange Hat Film Productions. They are a very talented group of people creating original indie films and content. There is a bunch of stuff you can check out at their website for free at orangehatfilmproductions.com, including shorts, music videos, documentaries, and more. Available now, the latest feature film from the Orange Hat Film Production team, Vent, starring and directed by Tad Brock, is available for a limited time on Vimeo Pro until December 30th, so please go and check it out. That is again Vent on Vimeo Pro. If you want any more information or to check out the latest news on current projects, check out Orange Hat Film Productions at their website, orangehatfilmproductions.com, or on Facebook and Instagram, just search Orange Hat Film Productions. Without any further delay... On to this week's story. The Closet Leo laid in his bed, propped up a little bit by pillows. A large Superman comforter was drawn up to his chin, held tight by two small hands. His eyes were locked on his closet door. He had heard noises before, but every time he called for his mother or father, they would come in, check the closet, find nothing, and leave. If he persisted, his mother would become annoyed his father would become abusive. As the months rolled slowly forwards, he learned that it was easier to deal with it himself, less scary in its own way. His closet couldn't even hold anybody standing up. There were three wooden planks serving as shelves that went a few feet back into the closet at roughly two feet intervals. A six-foot man could theoretically fit in his closet if he was divided in three parts like he had an unfortunate run-in with a shoddy magician. For some reason, this unnerved him the most. If somebody, or something, was in his closet, what could it be? He supposed a ghost didn't need to worry about shelves. He pulled his covers up a bit more. His eyes didn't leave the closet door. It hung slightly ajar directly across from his bed. Nothing but darkness lay within. Then why did it seem like something scratched the inside of the door? His mind fought with itself on how smart it may be to get up and check the closet. It seemed like putting your head in a lion's mouth to see if it was friendly. Maybe it was, but was that worth the risk? Eventually, he got up with a frustrated sigh, tired of sleepless nights and the anxious feeling he was getting. He stood for a moment in the moonlit room and held a staring contest with the closet door daring it to make another sound or to swing open. After a long minute of absolute silence, he slowly crept across the room. When he got within a few feet, he scrambled forwards and pushed the door of the closet shut, breathing hard and hating himself for being such a pussy. His dad's word, pussy. It seemed vulgar and shameful and so many more things that young Leo couldn't quite seem to find the words for. You're not a pussy, he mumbled to himself as he walked back across his room and got back into bed. 
This time, he pulled the covers over his head. He didn't want to look back to the closet. He was afraid that it would be open again. He hears a small rattle then, like the shaking of a doorknob. He attempts to shrug it off as nothing more than the house making house noises. But then he hears it again, and clearer. He grips the sheets with knuckles that begin to turn white and closes his eyes. It was his imagination, he told himself. His mom told him all the time that he had a good imagination. He listened again, but didn't hear anything. The house was quiet. He releases an exhale of relief and turns over on his bed, facing the wall and tucked in tight. Then he heard the closet door creak open again, and his heart began thudding loudly in his ears. He rolled over and looked at the closet door, fear pumping through his veins. There was an arm reaching out of the closet, impossibly long, tracing its fingers slowly along the wall as if testing the surface for imperfections. The arm was black, covered in a thick and wet-looking fur. It had to be longer than three feet. Its fingers stretched grotesquely out, each finger eight inches long and possessing multiple knuckles. The nails were long, dark, and pointed. Whatever the limb belonged to, it certainly wasn't human. Leo stared, mouth agape. His heart was now beating so fast that it felt like it was thrumming. He had heard in a show that people could be scared to death. He didn't know if that was what was happening to him, but it felt like it. He tried to scream, but nothing came out but a small wheeze. As if sensing this, the arm darted back into the closet. Its slow, methodical probing of the wall finished for now. He blinked a few times. Had he really just seen an arm coming out of his closet? Not just that, but the arm of a creature that would proportionately not be able to fit in his closet to begin with? He wanted to leave his bed, leave the room, but imagined that abnormally long arm sweeping out of his closet and scooping him up, folding him into a small cube that would fit on his closet shelves. His eyes remained fixed on the ajar closet door, hoping that if he continued to look at it, he could will whatever was inside to remain there. Then something else emerged from the ajar closet door. Leo couldn't tell what it was at first, not that it mattered, because it filled him with the same dread as the arm did. Only it wasn't an arm. This time it was a leg. A large, gnarled foot with hooked claws hanging from the toes descended from towards the top of the closet. It stretched slowly downwards like a spider leg searching for purchase. The leg looked similar to the arm, dark and furry. The foot's nail scraped softly on his carpeted floor and the leg drew upwards a bit, as if startled by what it had felt. It then proceeded to lower back down, slowly until the foot rested solidly on the ground of Leo's room. There's no way this was real, Leo told himself, unconvinced. No creature existed, or had ever existed, with such a long, disproportionate and human-like body, and none ever would except in movies and stories. This led further credence to his theory that he was simply dreaming. He remembered the expression, 
pinch me, I'm dreaming. And with reckless abandon, he looked down, grabbed his wrist, and squeezed a spot of skin hard between his index and thumb. He cried out silently as the pain bit into him. So, it wasn't a dream, he lamented fearfully. He looked back to the closet to see that once again the limb had retreated. His closet door once more hung ajar, but no beastly appendage was dangling disproportionately from the upper reaches of his closet shelves. Leo wondered if this was his chance to make a break for it, escape from his room and the creature within, maybe spend the night sleeping on the couch in the living room with the soft light from the TV there to lull him comfortingly to sleep. He slowly moved his legs out from under his covers and swung them out over the bed. He brought his bare feet down to rest gently on the carpeted floor of his room. They didn't make a sound. He stood, in a slow and dramatic fashion, as if trying to hide from a creature with poor visibility. A T-Rex, perhaps. Jurassic Park had scared him when he first saw it. Now he realized what true fear was, of course and scoffed at his younger, more naive self. He edged along his bed, first along one side and then sideways along the foot of his bed, in the direction of the door. He kept his eyes locked onto the closet, but it remained where it was. One step. Two steps. His heart pounded in his chest as he shuffled slowly along the edge of his bed. Almost there now. Just a couple more steps and he'd be past the bed. Just a few quick running leaps to the safety of his bedroom door. He took a deep breath and sprinted the last few feet. He placed his hand on the doorknob and as he began to turn it, let out a breath and a large sigh of relief. He began to pull the door open, so close to safety now, when he felt something cold and powerful clamp around his right ankle. Leo screamed in utter horror. Whatever reassuring nothings he had been telling himself to justify the creature in his closet were shattered in an instant. It was real. Oh God, it's real. Were his last thoughts as he was yanked to the ground and pulled backwards into the closet. Leo's parents awoke to the sound of his scream. His mother shot bolt upright in bed, while his father grumbled angrily. Did you hear that? She asked. Yeah, I heard it, he said in response, more than a little exasperated. How many times did he need to tell Leo that there was no such thing as monsters, that the boogeyman didn't exist, and if he did, he certainly didn't live in your closet? Yeah, I'll go see what it is this time, his father said as he got out of bed. Be nice, his mother said. Yeah, yeah, he replied. He walked to Leo's bedroom, where his door was more than half open, and dim light from the hallway was spilling softly into the first few feet of the room. He came in slowly, until he noticed Leo, sitting upright, awake in his bed. He looked up at him as he entered, a blank expression on the child's face. What the hell was that scream? 
You woke me and your mother up. You okay? Leo blinked sleepily a few times before he responded. Yeah, I had a nightmare. He looked over to the closet door, shut firmly. I don't think I'll be getting them anymore, though. When the pain began to fade, all that was left was darkness. Leo had no sense of space, of where he was or of how he had gotten there. He felt around in the darkness with hands that were his own, but didn't feel like it, until he eventually found purchase on a doorknob and breathed a sigh of relief. He began to turn the knob slowly, pushing the door open, cautiously. He stopped when the door had opened a bit so he could peer through. It was a bedroom, his own, and a child that was not him, but looked exactly like him, sat in his bed, staring at the closet door. Leo didn't understand. The doppelganger in the bed, however, seemed to understand perfectly. I was waiting for you. I can't thank you enough. I don't know how many doors I've opened over the years, but yours was the first I could get through. And now that I am through, I'm not going to be going back. The child stood confidently and walked to the closet, closing the door before Leo could even think of a response. He heard furniture move, blocking the closet, trapping him inside. Leo tried to scream, but nothing came out. The darkness, something he used to fear, would now be all he ever knew. The end. And that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed the story. Uh, please remember to check out Vent on Vimeo Pro for a limited time. Uh, there's a lot planned in the podcast for the future, including at least one spooky Christmas-themed story before the holidays, so stay tuned. Uh, and again, just a huge thank you to every single one of you that listens. And until next time, have a good one.